Hi everyone, Season 2, Episode 4 of the Cuckoo's Cast. I'm not going to lie, this is about the uh, third time that, uh, that I've tried to record this uh, episode. It's been a funny old uh, few weeks. Um, you left us in uh, pre-season. Um, we'd done the hugely popular end-of-season um, review. Uh, with the interviews, various interviews. Um, we'd started to work on pre-season. Obviously, things had gone a little bit uh, pear-shaped in certain uh, certain areas, um, off the field more so. Um, so uh, we found ourselves, um, I think the last pod, uh, getting hammered um, by a UCL club at Deeping. We also lost to Whittlesea um, and we started the season as per usual, it seems for uh, for Yaxley FC in a in a little bit of uh, turmoil, or what felt like a little bit of turmoil for sure, um, and it hasn't got any better. And I'm going to stick to the uh, on the park stuff and not the off the field things. Um, there's obviously a lot of people who are passionate about the club, which is fantastic, and a lot of viewpoints about what's gone wrong and what could be going better, which is also fantastic. Um, but also a bit of negativity and obviously that manifests itself in um, some negative social media. Social media is a great vehicle, a great tool for sharing content. It's pretty shonky when it comes to people giving their opinion because there's never, I've never seen a reasonable two-way debate on Facebook or Twitter. So if you have fair play. Um, so let's go back to the uh, a month to the start of August. Um, we travelled to Ipswich Wanderers in the FA Cup. Um, just under a hundred were in attendance uh, to see Charlie Howlett give the uh, Wanderers the the win after half an hour. Um, it was an interesting looking cuckoo side. We'd wondered about who was staying going in pre season. Aaron Butcher, JP, Kai Rao, um, Liam Hook, Dan Cotton. Um, Toby Salmon, Fraser Garner, and Josh Hales were the familiar sort of faces in the lineup. There was um, Lewis Bourne was back, um, and then there was some of the, um, the so-called uh, <laughs> we're calling them the London players, um, who were there and made up uh, areas of the first team and the bench. Um, again, <laughs> not a great result, but we don't need to, uh, you know we don't need to uh, to, to, to dwell on that. Um, we need to uh, we need to figure out a way of actually getting a result, a positive result, and a run going in the FA Cup. I- I've been banging this same drum for the best part of two decades now. That maybe the way to get bums on seats and people through the door is an FA Cup run, so that people can understand the level that we play at, and um, you know the opportunities that there are at that level. Um, but yeah frustrating but it happens um usually to us in fact to be fair we're still getting punished for being huntingdon 12 nil and being like famous for a day um the theme of 100 fans in uh, watching the cuckoos continued the following week when we traveled for our opening game of the season to certain coldfield town i'd been lucky enough to bump into a certain coldfield fan i don't know if it's lucky or not on holiday um and uh, at that uh, time they were um, keen to tell me that the Sutton Coldfield side that had beaten us 3-0 on the last day of last season wasn't as good this season. 
Um, having said that, Reese Hilton bagged two after 26 and 38 minutes to get them in a lead that, that, that they never relinquished. Um, the brilliantly named Flavio Tavares was um, <laughs> booked twice and sent off. Um, on the hour mark, we followed that up with Jesse Aaron getting sent off for us. And then Tom Wormsley pulled one back after 77 minutes. So in real terms, you know, a, a frustrating start to the season because you'd like to, you know, hope that, that we could have gone there and got something. But not the worst result in the world, um, which took us on to the biggest game of the season, um, uh, where the 100 became 110. And we were taking on our historical arch enemies from down the A1 in St. Neots Town. Um, talked about it on the official website that Charlie Johnson had left there. I was looking forward to maybe him coming back um, after he'd looked, you know, proper decent player for Yaxley over, uh, over a season or so during COVID. Um, Andre Hassan Ali had put them in front. Um, then two quick fire goals from Jake Battersby who's, and Tom Wormsley, both of whom were on fire this season. Saw us ahead at the half hour mark. We couldn't hold on. Uh, Trey Charles um, bagged one um, with just under 20 minutes to go. And it finished off 2-2. Uh, Dan Cotton was sent off for Yaxley just after the um, the equaliser. And I still don't think this is a bad point. A derby game, a home derby game, you know, most of us will... Um, will um you know remember the the Stefan Moore, the money bag St. Neots beating us 13-0. So, you know, a draw, not ideal, should have been a win maybe, but it didn't actually feel at the time that bad. I don't think we were expecting too much um against a Corby Town side that were or appear to be going for promotion. Um of course we were without Dan Cotton as a result of his suspension. Connor Peters, latterly of the Cuckoos and of St. Um, Joseph's Gibraltar in Europe and of Peterborough Sports, um, was back on dual forms. Luke Harris, the posh midfielder, who we're going to have to be careful with because obviously these, these youth loans are fantastic, but they can't play every single game. So we almost need to, you know, maybe play him on a Saturday and not play him in a midweeker, maybe. I don't know if that's what's what's been agreed. Anyway, um, Corby scored just before half-time, just after Sasha Markalic and Michael Jacklin with the, the goals. A big crowd of 157 in, but um, it was quite late on when Jake Battersby pulled a goal back. Um, certainly one of the highlights of the season, uh, Super Jake. Um, a lot has been written and a lot has been said uh, already about the Harbour game. Everyone's got a view on it. My, my honest opinion, of course, I was gutted. Of course, I was devastated. I'm not going to sit here and, um, you know, and, and, and pretend it, it wasn't, you know, wasn't an issue. It was much more of an issue for the players and the manager because that's on their CV now. So, you know, in terms of whether it directly affects me, my life or my, not really. I'm just disappointed because I didn't want us to take a, a, a spanking like that. And, you know, but then nobody did. And the manager, I'm sure, prime in that. Um it was a big crowd, actually, for Harborough, I suppose, to celebrate their promotion. Um, over 250. You know, the damage was done before half time, to be honest. And it was in that 10, 12 or that last sort of 15 minutes of the first half where they scored six goals. Um, you know, that shouldn't shouldn't happen, at, um, you know, any level. Um, we scored the best goal in the game through Jake Battersby, of course. Um, but, you know, that puts a whole different complexion on the season, right? And now all of a sudden, 
you know, we were in a position where we went into the season in a bit of an unsettled state. And it's only got worse by the fact that we haven't managed to get a win yet. And it's got worse due to the fact that, you know, we've taken that beating. You know, if you look in isolation, let's say that, that, that before the Harbour game, we'd have probably looked at it and said Sutton Coldfield could have been a draw. St. Neots could have been a win. Corby, we were always up against it. So, you know, that that the, the three defeats, the Harbour, Loughborough and Spalding, kind of put a different complexion on it. Um, the Loughborough game, ugh, you know, I had high hopes that we might bounce back. But they scored fairly early um, and then scored at regular sort of points during the game. Uh, until the 80th minute. Um, but, you know, we were starting to form a side here. Disappointing crowd of 67. Um, but I'm sure we'll come back to that at numerous points during the season. Um, and then that brings us to Monday. Um, the Monday just gone of the bank holiday and the visit to Spalding United. Now, obviously, last season, this was probably up and alongside Stamford as the biggest uh, upset, the best result that we had um, of the season. Um, not to be this time. New player in the side, um, Diaper Kamara came in. Um, Scott Wormsley um, made a, a, a reappearance. Um, so, you know, big, big sort of changes that Ferns has to make. And we can moan about them or we can get behind them and accept that, you know, until things settle down a bit, this is, you know, this is the way of the world. And we were in this game, you know, Stefan Broccoli scored in the third minute. We've got to get out of the habit of conceding early goals, but you know that's that's fine. Tom Wormsley got us um, uh, back level after a quarter of an hour, and we actually nudged ahead, but couldn't hold on. And Elliot Sandy equalised pretty much straight after we'd scored, and then Nathan Stanfield um, scored after seventy-three. And chasing the game late on, Toby Hilliard got their their winner. So you know, we find ourselves in in a fairly disappointing position and and I think it's more the fact that we've played two games more than the teams around us you know a win would take us out of the drop zone uh, of course but you know there, there's still plenty of, of of work to be done there it's our goal difference now that's that's obviously as good as an extra point um you know off but if you look at it we've played Loughborough, Corby, Spalding and Harborough who are all in the top seven so you know, they're, they're teams that potentially we're not likely to beat home or away unless we go on one of those cheeky little runs like we've done before. That might happen. No fixture this weekend, but um, away to Corby next Wednesday. Big game um, before the FA Trophy game away at Cambridge City. Um, then I would imagine Tuesday, the 13th of September, the game at home to Shepshed Dynamo is one that, you know, potentially will be targeted as as a, as a must win. Um, because after that, we go away to House Owen and then we're at home to Chasetown. So they don't get any easier as the month of September, you know, unfolds in front of us. I think the key thing here is not to panic. Um, the chairman's uh, clearly stated it that, um, you know, he's behind Fernie and absolutely, you know, there's no reason not to be. Um, We've been in worse scrapes than this and got out of it. And I'm sure, you know, we, we will. I think that the issues are the strength of, of the squad as well as the volume of players that are turning over. Any squad in our division would miss, you know, a Sparrow, a Tinkler, um, 
you know, Connor Peters is kind of back now, but Bradley Gothard. So, you know, Will Lake in as, as backup and support for Butch. You know, there's a whole host of you know, any club. Stamford would struggle with that amount of turnover. So why a smaller club like Yaxley should just be able to cope with it and move on, you know, is ridiculous. And I feel like I'm coming out fighting a bit. And, and the previous couple of tries of recording this that I've deleted have come out maybe a bit too strong. But, you know, I think that, that rumours of our demise um, are maybe premature um, in terms of uh, in terms of the fact that, you know, we're, there's there's no reason to, to give up. You know, there's clubs out there who can't fulfil their fixtures. There's clubs out there who can barely get a team out and 11, let alone a bench. Post-COVID, even at our level of non-league football, times are hard. If you're a big club with money to wave at players, fantastic, you'll get players in. If you're not, then you're going to struggle. And, you know, I almost feel like potentially people would say, well, the number of teams in and around Peterborough now, there's more teams than there are players. So, you know, the the, the value of a player's wage might not be as high as it was, you know, when PSL were in the UCL or whatever. Actually, I find that there's probably a smaller player pool now of players who want to play and are committed. And actually, that arguably would make their price go up. So the simple, you know, the simple fact of this whole thing is that, and this is the same for, for, for any club, Peterborough United, even, you know, sides in the Premier League like Leicester or whatever. If your side starts losing and, and, and you stop your, you know, support in whatever means that is, you're, you're contributing potentially to, to, to that decline. And, and I think it's felt a lot stronger at non-league. And there are clubs that all over the conference structure even that are finding that as, as their results the quality of player is not available to them because there's fewer. So the quality is rising to the top. They're finding that they're not winning games. And when they're not winning games, the crowds get smaller and the crowds get smaller. They can't even keep the players they've got. So they're, it's a whole self-perpetuating situation. And any sort of activity that Yaxley FC can do um, to avoid that it has, to be, it has to be considered because we're not a big club. We're not a massive club, but We've got our, and maybe this is something that, that the club should consider almost sort of, um, you know, sketching down and writing down. What are our values? What do we stand for? Is it, you know, inclusion? Is it, you know, being a family club? Is it giving players an opportunity in the Northern Premier League with the hope that, that you know, like Connor Peters, they might then, you know, have a first choice club that's, uh, that's you know, a conference club? Is it to... Uh, bring players on from posh and develop them like we did with Will Lakin, like we did with Connor last season, like we're doing with Luke Harris, you know, almost get that culture set up and then work towards it. Um, but yeah, that's not for me and that's for another day. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed we'll be back a little bit more regularly in future. Um, there's plans and ideas afoot for that, which I won't uh, share now uh, as they're still at the formative stage, but it only remains for me to say, enjoy your uh, weekend. And um, fingers crossed that um, we are the cuckoos can crumble the Corby. Good bit of alliteration to finish. Enjoy your footy. Speak soon.